welcome to another episode of Relatively Relatable. I'm your host, Sarah Chappé. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. If you want to stay connected with us after the show, be sure to check us out on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod. I'm rusty. Rusty. It's been a hot minute. Uh, yeah. Like two weeks. It has. Two weeks? Is that right? Well, yeah, because last week you were busy <laughs> being a musician. Oh, yeah. That's right. Man, I'm all messed up. Mm-hmm. That trip really messed me up. <laughs> yeah, because you came home on a Monday. Yeah, that was a last minute decision. But yeah, like the whole time I was out there, so it's two hours time difference between here and Portland. So I was jet lagged, which is a silly thing to say about two hours, but it's real. It really, it really did bother me. Like basically no matter what time I went to bed, I woke up at six every morning because Mm -hmm. that's eight here Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, usually up by eight, um, here. So, uh, I was just constantly tired (laughs) the whole time I was there. And, uh, then just like a day of travel, basically going right back to work, um, after a full day of travel. And then with the time changes and stuff, like by the time we came back, I was finally starting to get adjusted to the time Mm -hmm. I felt like, Mm -hmm. um, and then I came back and had a four day week, but didn't ever really know what day it was. Mm -hmm. And so here we are. That's what on our trip. So we always went back like an hour. So by the time we got used to it, you know, to like Colorado and Wyoming, then we went back another hour in California and then we started to slowly, it was like the Ooh. weirdest thing. I never knew what time it was. And then when we were in Utah, we were right on the border mm-hmm. and depending on where you stood, like it changed the time. Like we were literally in a parking lot and like if I stood in one like parking stall, it said like one mm-hmm. time and then another. And so I was like, I had no, absolutely no idea what time it was at any point. Yeah. It was so weird. Plus daylight savings was this last weekend. So yes. that doesn't help either. We what? were out for our friend's 30th. And by out, I mean, we were just like with friends and we were like, oh my gosh, it's 1030. Like it's going to be such an early night. And then all of a sudden it was 4 a.m. And I have absolutely no idea how that <laughs> happened. Well, that means you at least stayed up till 3 a.m. Yeah. And then you sprung forward an hour. Yep. Yeah, I had a I had a night like that this last weekend too. <laughs> Man, I just like did not the last couple of weeks I feel like did not really do my body my body any favors. Yeah. But um I'm young, I guess. <laughs> it was like this I kind of had this mentality for the last couple of weeks of like being being so pent up from literally a full year of COVID mm-hmm. paranoia and stuff that I was like, you know, F it, I'm going on this trip. I'm not going to give it, I'm not going to care, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it still was safe, you know, and, and all that, but I, we still did the trip. And then this last weekend, my buddy was like, uh, well that whole week I was like, I'm going to just chill this weekend, you know, get my, my diet and stuff back on track. Cause I definitely blew through all that when I was yep. in Portland. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to chill, you know, relax, whatever. My buddy hits me up on Friday and was like, hey, do you want to get a drink for happy hour? And 
every time I get happy hour with this guy, it's like six drinks. Yeah. Like I always get <laughs> hammered. <laughs> so like, okay, yeah, I'll have a couple drinks. And then, yeah, it definitely, it got away from me again. Mm-hmm. Like it always does. Mm-hmm. And then we did, uh, the next day, uh, Lauren was off work. So we did brunch with that same friend and his wife. So, you know, we started drinking again at 11 a.m. and drank. We were at the restaurant for like five hours just <laughs> drinking. <laughs> you just need a table now with your name on it at this point. Yeah, honestly, uh, the manager, because that's where uh, my buddy and I had happy hour the night before, too. <laughs> so the manager of the restaurant came up, was like, did you just sleep here? And I was like, Gosh, I may as well I have, have. <laughs> like hair of the dog yeah. right now. But uh, it was all kind of in this like spirit of um, just, just do it, you mm-hmm. know, which I don't do very often. Like I don't give myself that freedom very often mm-hmm. to just like live life. So uh, I've just leaned into it, but I'm, I'm ready for my routine again this week. Yeah. I'll well, let you know on Friday. <laughs> how it goes, so. We, uh, so it was a, my friend's 30th on Saturday and it was a BYOB. So I just had like my big, like 64 ounce water bottle that I took on our trip. And I didn't want to like lug, you know, everything there. So I just made vodka sodas, vodka LaCroix and just filled that sucker up. I was like, this will get me through. It's probably like two or three, you know, I'm going to drink that anyways. Mm-hmm. I drank that entire thing. And then I was like, well, I feel fine. So then of course I, you know, had more, I had two white yeah. claws while we were there. And then we were like, let's go to like this cocktail bar here. So mm. I had two more there. And then we're like, well, well let's go to one more. Cocktails too. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, that's when I should have started drinking water, but 64 ounces. That's how big your mm-hmm. thing is. It's like, you know, like a normal water bottle, like this one, but it's just like the whole thing. Huge. Yeah. I took I'm it on a trip. This one that I that, have, it's I don't like know how that. big it is. Uh, yeah, this is what I always use on pool day. Yeah. I, feel, I make a giant mojito. Yeah. And put it in there. And yeah. Just drink that the whole day. And so then we had to go get burritos afterwards. And I was like, naturally, I want two. And Stefan was like, you're not going to eat two. I was like, no, no, no. This one is for hangover Sarah tomorrow. That is a pro move mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is some serious, uh, that is a very adult thing. It was. I like. Yeah. I thought so. Some adult planning. Yeah. yeah. So I, about 2 PM when I could finally stomach something to eat, smashed a greasy day lays burrito. And I felt great mm. after that. So do you think it would have been better though, to just know that you were going to go back to day lays and get a fresh one or was the reheated one good? Okay. So I have this theory about day lays that the reheat is better. Mm, Cause it gets like congealed. All yep. Re reconstituted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, I mean, it was a good one. Sometimes the hash brown burrito isn't good and that's what I get. Mm. And so they, it was a good one that night. So I knew I was like, yeah, yeah this is going to be good tomorrow. So, oh, man. Mm-hmm. yep. I was pretty proud of that idea. Yeah. That's, that's a, a that's a decade of binge drinking will do to you. Yeah. <laughs> I always, whenever I go out with my girlfriend, she is usually uh, not a happy plate person at dinner, meaning she's a normal person and will get a box and not just make herself miserable and oh, make a happy plate, yeah. you know, is what we call it when you eat all your food because we're children. <laughs> um, 
So I usually just bank on eating her leftovers the next day if mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I'm going to be hungover. But yeah, I'm going to have to just start ordering an extra one. We need to start. We need to make a podcast of all of our pro tips for day drinking. That's actually a good idea because uh, <laughs> Coming up. I have found, I have honestly found that the uh, the art of day drinking is not as well understood as I thought it was. Yeah. Like a lot of people screw it up. Yeah. So that's like, so our, right. you know, this party, it was like 630 when we started, which is not day drinking, but I was like, oh, I can, you know, cool. It's four, an early start. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Four hours, go to bed by 1030. Well, like I said, I, it was about 12 hours later by the time I finally went to sleep and yeah, it was not the night yeah. I was planning on having, but boy, was it fun. There's a definite strategy to long-term drinking. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not just a blackout and keep going kind of person, which I don't <laughs> recommend, you know, <laughs> like if you want to, if you want to drink for a long period of time and enjoy it and also allow other people to enjoy your company yep. and not be obnoxious. Yep. There's an art to it. There I feel is. like, yeah, that, that would be a good episode. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that next time. Yeah. That is not this episode, unfortunately. <laughs> this episode is about the Grammys. <laughs> they didn't invite me this year, I think because of COVID, but yeah, I was on the either. list last year. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so should we just like jump into it or? Well, first off, did you even watch it? Did you watch it live or? Uh, no, I didn't because okay. it, it wasn't on live TV, was it? Yeah, well, it was on CBS. Oh, someone had said it was like on Paramount, but maybe that was the rewatch. The rewatch is on Paramount oh, Plus or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I was keeping up like live tweets about it though. I... I completely miss these award shows. Not that I would have watched it anyway, <laughs> but it's, I, I feel like every award show, it's like, oh, the Grammys were last night. Okay. Or, yeah. Oh, the Oscars, Oscars are the, yeah. whatever, you know, I, whatever. So yeah, I no, I didn't watch it either. Like but. Twitter is where it's at for me because like, even with like, so the bachelor finale was last night, but I'm watching it tonight. I don't mm-hmm. really pay attention. I just scroll tweets because it's like, I don't need to sit here and like listen to these people talk. Like I just need like quick facts, you know, but you still do. Yeah. So I'm just saying like something like the (laughs) Grammys, like sometimes like award shows can be really drawn out. Yeah. And so it's nice to just like wait maybe 30 minutes and then just be on that live Twitter. Cause you know, you're getting clips throughout it too. Yeah. From sites and stuff. So honestly, the thing that I did, which was just today was just read the CBS news summary and mm-hmm. just like saw all the nominees and the winners. And I got what I needed out of it. I watched like the James Corden yep. uh, summary of it mm-hmm. and yeah, I felt like I got what I needed. I The Grammys are cool because of the performances, Yeah, you know, like uh, that is the one thing that I do like about that show in particular, but I didn't feel like I needed to see Cardi B do uh WAP. <laughs> You know, there's like a few performances that I would just not watch anyway. So it was fine. Uh, The one thing that I realized, because they don't show all of the categories, like when they show, like. They don't show most of them. Yeah. They just show the popular ones. Right. And I could not believe, like, I didn't realize there was opera. I didn't realize there was like this. There's like six or seven classical music ones. There's like film, Mm -hmm. which obviously there's film, but film always gets recognized at like the Oscars and Golden Globes and stuff too. So it's like, that's crazy. There's also like six or seven of those. And 
There's like, I saw a category, I think it's best album notes. Yeah. What's that? What does that mean? I'm looking it up right now. Um, recognizes albums with excellent l- liner notes. Liner or uh, linear? Are the writings found on, oh, it's just whatever they write on the sleeve of the, like the physical album. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's not even real. No one even buys that anymore. I know this category started in 1964. Whoa, that's crazy. This year, the winner was Bob Mayer for Dead Man's Pop performed by the replacements. Huh. So that's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it just goes like there are a ton of uh, categories that no one even knows of that are not televised or even announced. Yeah, like that I had no idea. So that was kind of cool, like looking at those and seeing like, not that I like knew any of them, but just that there's like, I mean, there's like really a category for almost everything. Yeah. Which is pretty neat. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, so yeah, let's uh, let's uh, talk top. about some of some of the notable ones. <laughs> okay. We won't go through all the categories. We're just going to go through the notable ones yeah. that we thought were worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, not that we think those other categories are, you know, lesser than, but we don't have unlimited time here. Right. At Relatively relatable, incorporated. So <laughs> we have. We're just gonna. <laughs> never mind. We're just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Let's dive in. Okay. So uh, first off. Taylor Swift wins album of the year uh, for folklore. What do you think which, of that? First, before um, anything else. Do we, do we just want to get into my opinions of the Grammys yeah. right now or later? No, let's do it now <laughs> because there is so much controversy around the Grammys just in general, I feel. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say that I have nothing at all against Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and I th- I think this was a deserving win. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm happy for her. <laughs> she became the first woman to ever, the first woman ever to win three albums of the year. Yeah. Um, not in order necessarily, but just cumul- general, cumul- yeah. cumulatively. Um, so yeah, I think, and like, I really do like that album. I think it's a great album, but uh, I also think there are better albums out there. Mm-hmm. And this is my, this is really my issue with these award shows is I, I don't really understand how they decide. Yeah. Like there's like this group of like to use the, the Oscars um, as an example or the Academy Awards. Are, are those the same thing? No. Okay. So to use the so. Academy, to, we, well, we'll get corrected. I'm sure well, to use the Academy <laughs> Awards as a, as an example, there's just this group of people called the Academy, mm-hmm. which are people in the industry that vote or whatever. Um, and I don't even know what their criteria are. So I don't know what the criteria for selecting these things are, or if it's just a governing body of people that decide who wins Grammys that just decide. Um, but like, I think there are a lot of examples of really, really great albums of people that are not on this caliber, yeah. like Taylor Swift level of musicians that put out actually better albums. Yeah. Um, but because they have not been, you can say whatever you want about the industry, but because they have not got to that level of reach, um, they might not be up for that kind of thing. So I'm not here to say that like the Grammys are bullshit because it doesn't represent small, small musicians. I'm just trying to say that I don't really understand what the criteria are. Like I think there are a lot of, a lot of musicians or artists that had 
uh, really great albums that could have won one just as easily as Taylor Swift. I'm also, so but it's a great album. So I can't be mad. It has to be within a certain time frame too. So like folklore, which is interesting, came out like what I'm, I want to say like August or September because it was right when we left for our trip because I remember listening to it a lot. Yeah, it was last, it was last fall. But like could an album that came out like in December count? Like, I don't know what their cutoff date is either. Yeah. Which I would be interested to know. And like if streams play into that or like it would be, I would love to see what their criteria is because I think folklore was like, it's way different than her normal stuff. It's I think really creative like especially mm-hmm. compared comparative to like other albums that are coming out. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I wasn't expecting yeah. that to be the win, honestly, even though I loved that album. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good album. I, I, the thing is like it was up. So the way that these work is there's a group of nominees, right? Yeah. I don't even know any of these other artists. Granted, like I don't listen to pop music all that often. Do you have it like, up? Can you list them? Yeah, um, J- Jenny Aiko, Jane Aiko for Chalumbo, K- whatever. Uh, the Black Pumas, Coldplay, obviously I know Coldplay. Jacob Collier, I know him. Uh, Ham, 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 yeah. H-A-I-M. Yeah. Dua Lipa and Post Malone. Like I know those people, but like I don't just listen to those albums. Right. So I guess of all these people, I would have picked that Taylor Swift album also because... It's the only one I had listened to cover to cover or even heard of, but. So it's interesting that like, I guess I don't even know how people become nominated. Like I would have thought that like Harry Styles, album would have been on that since he was a nominee for something else. Like why was his, right. or like even like Meg Thee Stallion, like she made huge waves. So why was hers not in that? Or like even Ariana Grande came out with a new album. Like I just don't get how, I don't, I don't know if it's like based off streams or plays or. So I just looked it up. We probably should have done this before starting, but this is kind of our sweet spot of just Googling things while we record this. (laughs) Um, The process begins with members and record companies submitting entries, which are then screened for eligibility and category placement. Uh, The Academy's voting members are all involved in the creative and technical processes of recording and then participate in the nominating process. And that determines the five finalists in each category. The voting process determines the Grammy winners. So uh, I don't know who these members are, but basically record companies and whoever is in this Academy submits people for nominations and then they vote that group down to the top five and then they vote that group down um, to the winners. So it's, I mean, it's biased or, or definitely or whatever. Because so for like last year, 2020's golden globe or golden globes, Grammys, um, people were really upset that Ariana Grande didn't win this award, the album of the year, because it was like her best album it was like every yeah. song was a banger and it was like making top on the charts, every song on there. So they're like, what are, what is the criteria? Because this would be like an mm-hmm. album of the year. So, I mean, folklore, I feel like of, it's not like out of the question to win that. Like, no, especially given its popularity, yeah, you know, but that also kind of seems like a cop out or like cheating. Like you could, if you're, Go for it. I'm getting worked up. <laughs> it's not impossible to be really, really popular and also be 
not that revolutionary yeah. of an artist, you know, yeah. like there are songs and albums that are really, really popular for whatever reason, but there's nothing all that special about them. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's the case for this Taylor Swift album. Um, like I, I really do think this album is really, really solid. Mm -hmm. So like all, all you Taylor Swift family people, like <laughs> don't come at me. I'm not saying she shouldn't have won. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying and there's a hypothetical situation where like, I think it's possible to be a super popular pop star and uh, have the quote unquote best album, even if it's not like technically or musically or even on like a songwriting basis, the most impressive one. Yeah. So that's why I'm wondering about the criteria, but it says that um, reviewing sessions by more than 350 experts, whatever that means in various fields are held to ensure that entered recordings meet specific qualifications and have been a placed in appropriate fields. Uh, just lists all the genres. Interesting but it doesn't say what the qualifications are. So, so did you, have you listened to Billie Eilish's album last year? The one that had bad guy on it? Uh, I think I probably listened to it cover to cover once. I like bad guy. Um, like that album, but so that she song. won the album of the year last year. Yeah. And I like Billie Eilish, but I don't know if I would say that that's like musically revolutionary or like, does anything. I don't know. I don't know. Like I there's like a lot of cool stuff on that album too. What? I said, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in that album too, but yeah, but like, but I, I just feel like they, they have some agenda or criteria that is outside of just like musical. Yeah. It's weird to me to like award and rank art in general. Like I don't want to sound like artsy or hipstery <laughs> or whatever, but it, it's like a weird, it's not a competition, right? It's a weird thing. Yeah. So there is some like subjectivity to it. Right. Which is why, I don't know. I'd love to win a Grammy, but I also don't know how much like I could hang my hat on it. Just yeah. knowing that someone just decided that I Was deserved good. a Grammy, you know, I would love to see like, uh, I don't mean there's like, you know, this year's breakout artist, but I'd love to see like a smaller, like a category for smaller artists, like under so many like streams or something. Yeah. Like they get well, it's recognized. Weird that they, don't, they don't have an independent artist category. Yeah. But it's, it would be really hard to get submitted as an independent artist. If the record companies are the ones that mm -hmm. are submitting, I don't know. There's gotta it's be happened. something there. Independent artists have won Grammys, you know, yeah. it's not, a, it's not unheard of, but um, so anyway, Taylor Swift wins album of the year. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> Well-deserved. I know everything I say sounds sarcastic, but I really do think that's true. Um, and then apparently this is her 11th Grammy overall, mm -hmm. which is pretty impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, she is, cool. I think the thing that's really impressive about Taylor Swift is that she does write all of her own music. So, yeah, I mean, that in itself is pretty cool. If she's winning, it's nice to think that she's, even if like someone's helping her write it, she's putting at least some, you know, cause some people have ghostwriters do their stuff for them. Like Demi yeah. Lovato writes people's music and then they sing it. And it's like Demi Lovato is super talented, but she isn't. Yeah. You know? To be fair though, if that song won a Grammy, she would also win the Grammy. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not, it's usually whoever is involved in that project wins the Grammy. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying but, like she's won 11 Grammys yeah. and she's also writing her own because music. she's written all of the, yeah, yeah, I agree. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, the next thing, Billie Eilish wins record of the year for everything I wanted. So I had to look this up 
because to me, a record is an album. Yeah. So the difference is album is a complete album and record is a song. So like consider it recording of the year. So how is that different then from song? There isn't a song of the year. Record of oh. the year is like record of the year is song of the year for all categories. And then there's also like rock song. Of oh, the and year then like or best pop, best country. Best, oh, yeah. okay. So she yeah. wins like the best song. Overall, overall. best song of the oh, year. Okay. Really interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, which I can't say that I even know what this song is. No. I sound like such a hipster when I talk about pop music. I like, I listen to it, but it usually is on a playlist. Yeah. And it's just a fleeting thing. I don't know what it's called or who it's by. Yeah. You know, I would probably recognize it, but I like her new um, song. Um, Therefore I am. It's just a bop. Mm. I listen to it when I work out and, okay. uh, but I haven't heard this one. I think it's cool that she's like super young. She's 19. And I think it's cool that her producer is her brother, which yeah. a lot of people don't know. Phineas. <laughs> yeah. And they recorded that album that they won album of the year. They recorded in like a, a bedroom uh -huh. in their parents' house. Mm -hmm. And she so. like is the, she like does all of her creative like shoots. Like she comes up with all of them, like her music videos. And I just watched like a TikTok documentary type thing on one of her, Music, one of her very first music videos, she went through like a super small independent uh, film company and gave them mm -hmm. like creative freedom to like come up with it and stuff, like, which is amazing. Did you see the controversy around her acceptance speech? Because uh, she said that Megan the Stallion deserved to win it or something. Yeah. So because, I mean, the issue with a lot of these like award shows is that it's like hashtag the Oscars so white, hashtag Grammy so white, like black yeah. artists are getting definitely overlooked and that's been the case for decades like this is a not a new thing and something that people were pointing out on twitter is that like white artists will win awards like for best album or best re song record of the year and they'll say you deserved this though but i'm gonna take it home and i'm like not gonna do anything about it and i don't know what i really think about that because yeah it was definitely it's definitely awkward right it's for sure awkward like I feel like I always give him the benefit of the doubt. Like yeah. she, she might or probably does actually feel like it could have gone a different way mm -hmm. very easily. You know, I think a lot of, I do feel like a lot of the musicians probably feel that way, mm -hmm. especially if they're nominated amongst their peers. And a lot of them mm -hmm. don't like hate each other. Yeah. You know, I, I would imagine, I, I don't know. I'm not a celebrity <laughs> musician, so who knows, but I don't know it's hard to be in the spotlight like that and on the spot and be surprised and kind of shocked. And then also say something really eloquent at so 19 there, too. There's something about that too, where like she could genuinely mean that, but just given the climate, mm -hmm. you know, everybody is upset about something. So yeah, I mean, there is historically a really huge issue, especially with the Oscars or slash Academy Awards or whatever mm -hmm. it's called. Um, I mean that, it's a really obvious issue mm -hmm. in that kind of thing as well. So yeah, yeah, no, I didn't hear that it was controversial. I did hear it. I did listen to it and it made me want to like pull my eyes out. It was very uncomfortable yeah. for me. Like just, but I'm the kind of person that's just like, I would acknowledge everyone else mm -hmm. and be like, you know, I'm honored to be even nominated with all these people. Right. But also thank you for this. Yeah. And just get off the stage. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm not an award 
speech guy. Right. I don't win awards either. So she made a similar anything. statement last year too, when she won album of the year and it was, um, I think she was up against Lizzo and Ariana Grande. And I might be wrong about that. And she was like, so I think it was to Ariana. She's like, I, you deserve this. Like, this is your award, blah, 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 blah. And I mm. think based off some other interviews of her that I've watched, I think she's just super uncomfortable with fame. Like, I well, think, kid. yeah, she literally was just kind of like doing her thing on the internet. It blew up. Like you said, like it was her and her brother producing her music. Uh-huh. And literally within a year, she went from like 10,000 followers to like 3.1 million, 3. 1, 3, yeah, million 3. on Instagram. Million. Yeah. And like acquired all this fame and like notoriety within three years of like starting her career. Like, yeah, I think she really is just like now stacked up against people she looks up to and people that she was like vibing with in her yeah. bedroom and is like, why do I have this award? Like, I think it's genuine. Yeah. Yeah, it's a definitely a genuine response. The like, I can't imagine, you know, for as much as I hang out with Billie Eilish <laughs> and as much as I know about her, I can't imagine that she would be like saying that a person of color deserves the award just because she feels like she has to say that. Right. I feel like she would genuinely be like, no, like you just as easily could have won this, or yeah. she even feels like you should have won that this. person should have won. Yeah. It. You know, if she, if you're winning an award and you're genuinely shocked, mm-hmm. like if you have in your head, Oh, Megan, the stallion is going to win this, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just happy to be nominated. And then you win. You're not going to go say something eloquent right. or well thought out. Cause you didn't even plan on having to speak, yeah. you know? So cut her some slack. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say, yeah. you know, well, she doesn't seem condescending to me. That's what I'm trying to get. Right, at. There yeah. are definitely people who you can tell are just like saying stuff to say stuff. Yeah. Good so. for you, William. Yeah. William eyelash. Billy eyelash. <laughs> um, moving on. Beyonce, it becomes the most awarded singer in history with 28 Grammys. That's nuts. Not even to mention most awarded woman. Like, yeah. Most awarded singer in Person, history. Yeah. Which is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also her daughter becomes the youngest Grammy Award winner in history for <laughs> appearing in Brown Skin Girl, the so music video is that of because Beyonce's song. Does she sing in that or is it just because she's in the music video and that's what the award was for? I couldn't like figure you know, that out. I think it's I'm pretty sure she was just in it. And it's like whoever was like in it won that award. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm fairly positive that a if you're a part of a project that wins a Grammy, you get the Grammy unless the, unless the award is for like performance of the year or something or like where it's vocals. very specific yeah. to the person. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but I'm almost positive that she won a Grammy for just like being in the video. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I really didn't research it all that much. <laughs> that is cool. Good job, blue. Yeah. Uh, the Beyonce thing is really cool. Yes. Um, I think that's another that's another example of someone winning a lot of Grammys for being part mm-hmm. of other people's projects or like singing on other or, or whatever. I, you know, I, I didn't look up all 28 of her Grammys, but it's really, <laughs> really cool nonetheless. Yeah. Um, um, moving on from that, Megan the Stallion mm-hmm. wins Best Artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote in parentheses, thanks, TikTok question mark, because she's very, a lot of her songs I only know from TikTok. Yeah. Um, so she also, so sorry, just to complete the thought, she also won best rap performance and, and best rap song 
uh, two separate Categories. awards. Yeah. For Savage, which is definitely I TikTok. definitely only know it from TikTok. Yeah. Um, and she becomes the first female ever to win a Grammy in this rap category, mm-hmm. which is dope. So, definitely dope. Um. So she, did you see, there was a tweet of hers going around from 2014 and it said, I need to get myself a team because this rap thing's going to take off for me. And she was like super undiscovered, like, n- like had mm. nothing. And everyone was like, like, cause this was her breakout year. Like I would say yeah. if anyone had like a breakout like award, that would be her that did it. Um, I wonder like if that's going to be a new thing because TikTok really did like all of her, I know all of her songs simply from TikTok and I know most of the lyrics from it too. It's like every like 30 to 60 seconds of that song, there's yeah. like a new something every few weeks. I admittedly only know the song because I heard the Carol Baskins remix first. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Baskins. Like it, it happened at the perfect time of quarantine where Tiger King was still popular. Yeah. And like, that's how I heard the song. But I, I wasn't on TikTok as early as most people. So so did you just see it on like Instagram? Yeah. Or someone I had, I don't know. Some I heard someone singing it oh. or whatever. And then like, <laughs> I feel like weeks later, I heard the actual version of the song. Yeah. And I was like, is this the Carol Baskin song? And they're like, <laughs> you know, that was a remix of this song, right? And yeah. I was like, dang, I feel really dumb. But <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of um, like right around, right when quarantine started, people were like remixing it. Uh, mm. and putting different, but that was like the first one that really took off the like dance thing was the savage, and that's like the first one I I don't know how to do it, but like knew because of yeah. the like recognized. Yep. So and then she has one now. WAP is the big one on uh, uh yeah TikTok we'll too, to but that. we'll get to that one. But that's pretty cool. cool. Um, yeah. I mean, she's, congratulations, Megan the Stallion. Did you see her? Uh, well, you probably didn't, but she did a cover on Vanity Fair, and she has a similar style to like Cardi B. Definitely not as like big and like flamboyant as Cardi B, I would say, but it's definitely very like extravagant. Yeah, it's similar. And uh, she did it completely natural, like no makeup. Her hair was like I think straight and. You could convince me that she is Cardi B. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know the difference probably. And uh, people were mad at her for it. Really? Because it was like, I think so out of her like normal thing, but she was like, this is like what I look like though. Like what I wear otherwise is like a character I play or like, mm, interesting. you know, it's like Lady Gaga. Like Lady Gaga doesn't wear meat suits all day. Like she is just a person. She doesn't. Are you sure? <laughs> You said it was Vanity Fair. Oh, I think, just, I don't know. I think that it was Vanity Fair. I'm trying to find Either it. Vanity Fair or Vogue. It was like a really well-known yeah. publication. But uh, I mean, like that was like her whole thing. She's like, I'm just a person, like first and foremost. And then I'm like Meg, this, the stallion. And it's well, That's cool. kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder like if these people actually believe that they are these characters, like the very, if they actually are that version of mm-hmm. themselves, like if Cardi B walks around that way, yeah, the way that she does. Yeah. Or, uh, who did you just say? Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, especially cause she's like very right at the beginning. Another interesting thing is like 
uh, Billie Eilish. Like people were, people always come for what she wears too, because it's just these really big baggy. I mean, it's like freaking Gucci, you know, it's like designer, but it's just like these baggy clothes. And it's because she said that she doesn't want people to be able to make comments about her body or her appearance. And so I also wonder if people like Meg Thee Stallion or Lady Gaga or even Cardi B, they put on these, that's their way of controlling the narrative too, which I know Lady Gaga, that's why she wore the meat outfit, but yeah, it would be interesting to hear what their thought process about it is because yeah, you should like for Billie Eilish to be 19 and be like, I have to dress this certain way so that men won't be mean to me on the internet or people won't feel yeah. like they have an opinion is messed up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Megan the Stallion also won best new artist. Oh, okay. We mentioned that. Yeah. Also, okay. This I know this is a major departure, but I was just reading through this list and earlier I said record of the year was song of the year. There is actually a song of the year category. So, so what is it? While you were saying all that, about the way people dress. I was looking up the difference. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, record of the year goes to the performer, but recipients can include singers, producers, engineers, and the team members that created the recording. So song that's of why, the year, on the other hand, goes to the songwriter specifically. So that's probably why Phineas like went up with her. For, for yeah, record, for of, record the of the year. So who yeah. won song but of like, the year? Song of the year was uh, I Can't Breathe by her. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Which yeah. means that she wrote the song. Yeah, I did is, see that. You know, notable because a lot of people don't write their own songs. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah. Sorry, just wow, had to clarify that. But that's even like crazy that there's just so, they're like just little like differences and right. things that like people can win because also those songs are probably very different. And yeah, I haven't heard it. Or at, the, at least that I know. Yeah. All right. So moving on to my favorite of the night. Yeah. You want let's me to hear it? Okay. Harry Styles, Harrison Stylist wins his first. Harrison Stylist. <laughs> wins his first Grammy for best pop solo performance with Watermelon Sugar. And I have mm-hmm. feelings about this. Okay. Let me explain what uh, pop solo performance means. Okay. Just so that we can like, we should have done this for every category, but. <laughs> Uh, presented at the Grammy Award. Okay. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um, I, I, just give me the award. Wow, this is a train wreck. <laughs> Designed for a solo pop performance recording and is limited to singles or tracks only. So how, How's that different whatever. though? See, this is the problem. I just think that they're not different. They're just like, differently worded so that they can give more than one award out. Yeah, that is probably true. I feel like this one, the stipulation for this one is probably that like the, the team doesn't also get it. Like Harry Styles won mm-hmm. it for his performance of this song. Oh, I feel I like see. it's prob- probably the fine print. Yeah. So, okay. Harry Styles was my 2020 top artist. All of his, all of my top five songs were from his new album um, on my Spotify repeat thing. Mm-hmm. He opened the Grammys with a black leather outfit saying like groovy and it was like so good. His boa was mm-hmm. too much. The boa <laughs> needs to not be there. He is a great performer. Like I 
am ready to drop serious money on seeing him in concert once this pandemic that we're in is over. I yeah. I think he's super talented. Like I was not a One Direction girl either. Like I literally just got into Harry Styles when his new album came out. I think his music is dope. I know some people don't really like him, whatever, but like they're bops. Every song is a bop. Every song is good. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Watermelon Sugar should have won this. Okay. So the, the other nominees were Yummy by Justin Bieber. That is Say So by Doja Cat. Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, and Cardigan by Taylor Swift. I think of those ones, Cardigan should have won. I hate... For for just a performance of the song, not the song. So am I I thinking like the music video? Would you say that's the performance or like on the vocals on the track? I think it's like the vocals on the track. See, that's where it gets weird because it might not be the best song on this list. But vocally? But he might be the best. His performance of that song yeah. was better than the other people's performances of their songs. Which, I how, for sure you know Yummy, which should them? not have been nominated for that. That is the, no way. <laughs> okay. I've listened to that song. It, that song, he's not like, he has way better vocally like performed songs than Yummy. Yeah, you got that yeah. Yummy. Yum. Like that's all he does. Okay. I'm trying to learn learn more about how this will um, I still feel like there's other songs of his that probably would have held up better. Like, I think like Lights Up on his new album was so good. Like, vocal, if I'm thinking vocally, there's Fallen, yeah. which I think vocally was a better song. But I mean, I guess Watermelon Sugar has maybe encompasses the whole album that I do know that's one of his singles though. So if that has to be a criteria, like falling wasn't a single of his like lights up watermelon sugar and adore me were got it. <laughs> yes. So it's, uh, <laughs> it got says it. <laughs> the, the award. I wasn't listening to you. I was reading this. Okay, cool. The award goes to the performing artist. Um, the producer, engineer and songwriter can apply for a winner's certificate. So, I think this is, well, well, not necessarily like they, they set up these awards just basically depending on who gets it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause record of the year was like the artist wins it. And then everybody who's part of re- the creation, mm-hmm. right. But song of the year is the songwriter wins it. Mm-hmm. Not, it could be anyone who, anyone could have sang it, I guess. But this one is basically like who performed it, but anyone could have produced or written it. So that's also interesting because like Miley Cyrus had this whole album where she like remade, like re-sung, quote unquote, re-sung, quote unquote, re-performed songs. Mm-hmm. And it was a killer and she wasn't even nominated. They were her songs or covers? They're covers, but if it's best solo so, pop performance. I, yeah, I guess they just didn't think she could be nominated or something. Which is insane you know? because I thought that that was like... But maybe it was a different... Maybe it would have been a different... Um, maybe not pop category. Oh, maybe rock. Different genre. She still wasn't nominated for anything, which I think is so... I think... Well, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a bias thing, you know? Yeah. Like, it's the same... If you look through this list, until you get to, like, the metal category... Yeah, once once you get p- 
all the popular categories are the same, like five people yeah. that get, that get nominated for things. So like, I don't know. I don't know how much you can, how much, how much you can, uh, how much weight you can put into the award. Right. That was, damn, I'm getting tired. But, uh, I mean, all that to say, I'm happy Harry won. Like, I think overall it's a deserve it. Like, it's the same thing with Taylor Swift. Like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like he, I think definitely deserves a Grammy. I just don't know if Watermelon Sugar is the song I would have picked to nominate, but alas, he did not ask me. So. Yeah. We also have absolutely no idea who wins what and for what. So (laughs) I think his, I will say, I think his performance on this song is really good. Yeah. Like hit the way he sings that song Mm -hmm. is great. So Mm -hmm. based on just on that, I, I guess, and having not really heard any of these other songs except for, Taylor Swift cardigan. Mm-hmm. I'd say Harry Styles wins over Taylor Swift on this one. Anyway, so, so I looked up concert tickets for um, him this coming year. If uh, you're able to go to a concert pit pit, like front row pit mm-hmm. tickets are like $1,200 and I'm about ready to sell some feet pics because I want front row. Yeah. Oh. Front row sucks. I want and to be so close to him that he can see the tears in my eyes. Front row sucks in stadiums. It sounds terrible up there. I just want to be able to. So you don't even care about the music. You just want to touch him. I don't want to touch him, but like, I just, I want mm. to feel something. And if I just have to feel like the bass kicking the breath out of me. Well, you will feel that for sure. <laughs> that's great then. And the ringing in your ears. Perfect. Anyway. Moving on. So yeah, congrats. Um, Harris, Harrison. Har- Harrison Stylus or whatever your name is. <laughs> it's not his real name. Big win. Big win. So yeah, moving on to some of these fringe awards. I mean, we could go on. Oh wait, on I have the- a question for you. Okay. Okay, it's about Harry Styles. So right. I was watching an interview um, and they were saying that his like rise to solo fame because he was a part of One Direction is... Uh, the same as Justin Timberlake's after leaving NSYNC? Probably, you, yeah. I don't think it is. I think he's better. Well, I mean, given the fact that I really don't remember much about NSYNC or Justin Timberlake leaving and becoming famous, mm. I really just remember t- Justin Timberlake being famous. Being like, himself. Right. Uh, I also didn't listen to One Direction except for when it was like on the radio because my (laughs) friends listen to it, you know? So, and I don't keep up with Harrison styluses or stylize, (laughs) um, like career and happenings. So like, I I really have no opinion. Oh, it seems like a similar trajectory to me. I Justin Timberlake, the thing about him after having like listened back through his old albums, Mm -hmm was a, ahead of his time in terms of style. Yeah. Whereas Harry Styles is right with the time. So I think I could agree with you that he's probably more popular than Justin Timberlake was after mm-hmm. leaving NSYNC. Mm-hmm. Because Harry Styles, his style <laughs> is like perfect for the the pop climate right now. Just like whatever people are into or what's really popular. But Justin Timberlake was doing weird shit back then mm-hmm. compared to what was actually popular. So I think that probably stunted his growth. But yeah. And then he got like into acting and 
Yeah. <clears throat> Justin Timberlake has some bangers though, especially yeah. some of his new stuff. But anyway. I also think Harry, like, like uh I think Justin Timberlake probably helped pave the way for people like Harry. And yeah. Harry is in this like sphere where he's also he kind of reminds me of like Nick Jonas. Like Nick Jonas yeah isn't doesn't have as popular as like a solo career but he does this like interesting like acting where he's just like kind of like a like side character like he's never the main character you know just when justin movies yeah Yeah. when he acts justin's like a you know main character or like a right supporting character but like i remember watching um i can't remember what the name of it's like the war movie something, something out of nowhere. Nick Jonas is just like on the screen. Like he's not even like advertised in the movie. (laughs) It's just a cameo. Yeah. Yeah. And like Harry Styles is the same thing. He was in Dunkirk and he's like, not really. Yeah. He's not advertised at all, but he's like, yeah, he's in a new movie coming out too. And, um, he was, it was supposed to be, um, mm, I want to say Shia LaBeouf, but I think they, kicked him off because he was a diva and they were like, let's just bring Harry in. Like it was like, so like he didn't audition (laughs) for it. It was just like, I feel like he just kind of like the whole like singers to actors thing is frustrating to me because like, are you just bored? Is it not good enough (laughs) (laughs) to be a Grammy award winning musician or singer? You also have to be an actor an Oscar winning actor. Did he win an Oscar for Dunkirk? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm just oh, saying I maybe lost my freaking mind. <laughs> this new movie, he will be a, he'll be a main character. So he could, yeah. if it's good yeah. enough. Doubt it. All right. Please so, God, don't let that happen. <laughs> fringe, okay. Fringe yeah. So there, there are a ton of fringe uh, categories. You know, we're not going to get into all of these. We could have done more, but there are a lot of other winners that are, you know, you might think are notable. We just decided not. I didn't know any of them. I mean, like Dua Lipa won best pop vocal album. Another, you know, these are, they're also cryptic. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande won best pop duo, duo. slash group performance. So anyway. I'm interested, like the performance thing is what confuses me. Cause when I hear performance, that makes me think like a live performance or like, you know what I mean? Not, That's yeah, so weird. It's, it's like the performance on the album because you're perform. You're still, it's your vocal performance, you know? Uh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So it's a good um, song though we, too. The one they won for. Yeah. We did want to touch on some of these fringe awards because one of them is hilarious. And one of them is just like the only band <laughs> that like I actually like was <laughs> awarded something. Um, so Kanye wins best contemporary Christian music album for whatever that album's called. I didn't even write it down because I, I think it's just too funny. It literally, I just had it in my brain and it just left, but that makes me it mad. It has the word Jesus in it, doesn't it? Jesus is king. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me why this makes you mad. Because he, he's not a Christian like music, like, like, so what, 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 what makes someone a Christian artist to you? Okay. So he makes one album that's like, I mean, a Christian or heavily like Christian influenced and he can just like, when that be out of people that that's their, like what they're doing. That's, Why not? It's a Christian I mean, album. Okay. He didn't win best Christian artist. I know. I'm just saying, I think it's, I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, tell also, me what, g- give me your opinion. I don't, I don't have it like fully formed. Also, like if I was listening to, like I listened to his album a lot. It's a great album, but I would not say it's like the best contemporary Christian music album. Like, yeah, it's pretty much just him talking into his notes app. And then he like released it as a, with music. And that's yeah. what he said. He said, it's like, which whatever, that's a vibe and that's a thing. But I don't know if, like if we're saying the same stuff, like it's the same thing with like Taylor Swift winning folklore, like it's yeah. a great album, no, but I, I don't def- know. If- I definitely, I definitely think it's funny, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I'm also, I also just think that's, it, this is the high, this highlights how ridiculous these things are because yeah. it's arbitrary. Yeah. Like Kanye decided to release a, a, an album and it, somehow was classified as a Christian album. Mm-hmm. Like whoever decides that, mm-hmm. who knows? Um, and he won a Grammy. So like I, part of me wonders, like did Kanye know that he probably wasn't going to win a Grammy mm-hmm. this for anything else? So he would just target something that he, yeah. would, because to be honest with you, and this is going to ruffle some feathers, especially probably with some of our listeners. I think that that's the best album of all the ones that have been listed for this nomination. Just oh, really? in terms of the album. And here's why. Uh, I No, I've not listened to any of the other, other <laughs> albums. And here's why. I think Christian music albums are absolutely terrible. Like <laughs> the songs, everything about them are just cookie cutter, canned. Yep. Like it's a very specific style. Yep. It's like formulaic. Every worship song is the same. Yep. So like to me, these are uh, four, basically the same album with different artists listed four times in a row. And then this Kanye album, which was actually something different and new. You True. Know? So okay, like, yes. in terms of just take the category out of it, if yeah. you, someone people nominated these five albums as like the best album, I would pick the Kanye one because I think it's a better album. Yeah. And I think, do I want to talk about this? No, probably not. Never mind. Just, I think commercial <laughs> Christian music is, like one of the biggest scams of our generation. For sure. I, uh, so I'm actually happy that Kanye won this because I, I like when uh, institutional Christian people get really upset. <laughs> I, yeah, like that. I agree with that. It's like the most different. I just think it's stupid that it's Kanye that won it. No, I mean, I'm trying to think of, do you think it's stupid that Kanye won it or do you think it's, stupid that it was classified as a Christian album. Like, do you have something against Kanye winning a Grammy for this album? No. If you, if you took the Christian contemporary Christian category off of it. Ooh, I don't know. I think like I have I, an issue. I could no. care less if Kanye won an album, I won think, a Grammy for this album. I like, don't I think, think the it was album a cool deserved project. a Grammy. Grammy. Yeah. R- yeah. So okay. like, I, yeah, I think just, I think he won this, like you said, this one, because it's better than the other albums. It was easy to beat the rest of the albums. (laughs) Yeah. But the album itself doesn't stack up. Like it wasn't nominated for anything else. And, um, I think Christian, like you said, Christian music is so cookie cutter and contemporary because buckle in, uh, most Christian, music stations are nonprofits. So it's all funded through donations, which are all funded by, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Donors. Yes. But 
conservative donors. Thank you. Um, so okay. you listen to like my bridge radio. They play the exact same six songs I've listened to since I was 15. They would never yeah. put a Kanye West album on. No, like this. Well, I mean, every, ch- every contemporary <laughs> Christian church plays the same five songs. Yeah. So that's why all know? the albums sound the same too, because they know those ones are going to get radio plays. Those ones are like, that is going to get that's what, exactly what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> it's just, I wish ugh, like, I like that something different one. I think mm-hmm. it was a softball pitch for Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see more interesting music like Lecrae. I don't know if Lecrae's ever been nominated. He won a Grammy for best rap album once. It wasn't, it had nothing to do with Christian. Really? Yeah. I'm glad we don't get paid he, to know these things. Let me, let me look it up here. Became the first hip hop artist to win Grammy award for best gospel album. Oh, which gospel doesn't necessarily mean Christian it's different album, than you know? contemporary Christian. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. He won it in 2015 was nominated 2013, 2016. Uh, oh, those are bet awards. Hold on. GMA Grammy. Here we go. He was nominated for best rap performance in 2015. Do you know what song it was? Um, all I need is you. All I need is you. Yep, I know and that one. That's a, yeah. The rest of them are gospel. There's one contemporary Christian music performance. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, like you said, the category itself is flawed just because of the contestants or nominees. But I don't think Kanye's album in general should have had a Grammy. I think if he's just thinking about Grammy success, whatever he played the game, I guess. <laughs> so let me ask you this. If it wasn't Kanye, but it was some other, it was literally any other artist did the same album. I would still feel the same You'd way. You'd still be upset. Okay. It's I'm just like, trying to make sure you don't have some Kanye. Bi- no. Some people definitely have Kanye yeah. bias. No, so. I don't. And when he came out with it, people were like, he shouldn't be like rapping this because he's not a Christian. I was like, I want to hear it. And I listened to it. And I was yeah. like, this is dope. And like, this is good. Like, like this is a bop. It's like, uh, what words? <laughs> it was like enticing. It was thought provoking, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It there's like you said, there's other albums out there that are doing better things. And I don't know if there's any Christian albums out there that are doing better things though. <laughs> I've not listened. Like I literally haven't listened to a, a, you know, Quote what unquote, you would think yeah. of to be a Christian album. I've yeah. not listened to a single one in the last 10 years. That was the slightest bit pro- thought provoking. Yeah. It's all just the same words. Yeah. Over and over again. Like there's nothing <laughs> new. It's the same instrument solo. It's the same sound over and over again. Yeah. And like I have a problem with the Christian music scene in general, because there are artists that will start as Christian artists because they know that is the faster way for them to get popular. Mm-hmm. And then they will change their genre to uh, contemporary or something or uh, secular or something yeah. or other, you know, because now they have like this built in audience that a lot of them might leave now that they're singing secular music, but a lot of them are going to stick with them, mm-hmm. you know? So like 
it's this weird, I know like I'm probably going to offend a lot of people. I really don't care. It's a weird musical space because it really is. it's this like, there are people who will only listen to Christian music and they will or won't listen to you based on if you qu- classify yourself as Christian, like mm-hmm. uh, need to breathe talks about this all the time. Mm-hmm. They always say like, we didn't e- ever want to be considered a Christian artist because of how limiting that could be mm-hmm. like, and having to fight with fans basically. Yeah. Even though they get played on Christian radio and stuff, that is like someone else is making that decision right. to put them on that, you know? Yeah. So they, they never claim to be that for this reason, because it's yeah. like, it doesn't always seem genuine. And then especially if you cross over, like, I think they actually call it crossing over, which is yeah. stupid. <laughs> if you cross over into like a quote unquote normal genre, then you have this whole thing of like, well, you used to be Christians. Now, what are you? you right. Know? It's like, yeah. why can't I just be a musician? So that would be interesting then too. Like how, how did he get classified as a Christian music album? Because why are bands like need to breathe who are getting Christian recognition, not getting Grammys? Because I don't know, maybe they asked him if they want, if he wanted it to be that he said, yes. Oh yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's in like, it's in the Christian out, like that, what is it called? You know, like the top 20 billboard yeah. list yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They have different categories for that. It's categorized as that. I mean, yeah, maybe so he, he, he's like self categorized or his label yeah. or some, someone, you know, it, it wasn't just for the Grammys that it became a Christian. Right. Album. It, it was technically classified as that when it was released. I'm almost positive. What's it called? Jesus was real. Jesus is king. <laughs> Jesus is king. Where did I see? I swear I just saw Jesus was real. Oh, that's funny. I feel bad because like, I feel like I'm kind of flip-flopping. Cause I'm like, yeah, it was a dope album, but it doesn't deserve a Grammy. But it's like, I listened to it like 600 times and like. But that's what, I, yeah, that's what I'm, that's why I'm asking you all these questions because it's like the initial reaction is to say, especially us being, you know, people that grew up in the contemporary Christian church. Yeah. Our initial programmed reaction is any secular artist can't win, cannot win a Grammy in the holy space of contemporary Christian <laughs> music. Right. Right. But why, why is that? Especially when you say that it was thought provoking, like, isn't that what you would want? You know? Yeah. But I guess then or maybe well, you don't, but then I guess the same argument is the same for Taylor's album. Cause I thought her folklore album was thought provoking, but we both said like, I'm not sure if it deserved album of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, I'm saying that this deserved Christian album of the year. Well, yeah. Okay. That's fine. You can think that. Like, I think it's, I don't think anybody else on that list deserved it though. Like, like you said, like, I think it is so saturated in the same way, just because it is, like you said, a sweet spot for artists to bankroll and they have to meet a certain probably demographic with radio stations and churches mm-hmm. and whatever. And like it's, I'm going to clarify. I'm not saying that they're all disingenuous in their pursuits with that. No, but, but I'm also is, saying some formula. of them are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a reason that there are memes on the internet about how to make a successful Christian song. Mm-hmm. It's like these chords, these mm-hmm. synth sounds, this mm-hmm. ambient guitar sound, you know, sing basically nothing and just say like, Jesus be with me over and over again or something. <laughs> 
you know, it's like, it's targeted toward like, I just imagine a mom in her minivan listening to my bridge radio. Yeah. Like I, I saw this TikTok that was dropping your kids off and it's like the equivalent of that radio station in the car and she's like uh-huh. super nice. And then um, it's like after the kids leave and she turns on WAP was the song <laughs> and she like unbuttons her. She's wearing like a Henley unbuttons her Henley lets her, her tatas fly. You know, it's like, <laughs> That is apparently what people think of when like the difference between the contemporary Christian uh, genre and everything else is like everything else is WAP, which is not WAP. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, that one has a lot of weight to it because then you like, how do you define a Christian Christianity and like, what does that look like? And I don't know. That's why I think these reward award shows are stupid, but yeah. Um, moving on from Kanye. Um, <laughs> Wait, the the that m- would also be a nice category that like, like small artists could probably not say like, it would be nice if smaller artists could somehow break into these Grammy awards mm-hmm. because I feel like there's probably small artists that are doing cool stuff in the Christian world, probably. Yeah. That like this would, it wouldn't be stacked up against Hillsong and like, I don't know who else was on there, but like these just like churches, you know? Yeah. Hillsong, Young and Free, Cody Carnes, We the Kingdom, Torin Wells. I don't, I know Hillsong, Young and Free and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um, Anyway, the most (laughs) notable and most important award, um, of the entire show was contemporary instrumental album, which went to snarky puppy Mm -hmm. with live at the Royal Albert hall. Uh, I had to list this because snarky puppy is one of my favorite bands of all time. And it was one of your go-tos. Yeah, this is, this is not the first Grammy they've won. They've actually won quite a few. And I think they won another category for, um, one specific song too, but, um, just had to throw that in there because love me some snarky puppy. (laughs) Um, other notable moments, uh, Cardi B and Megan, the stallion perform WAP, WAP, however you say it. Um, and I wrote in caps all on live TV, which is, you know, on CBS, like it was not, they didn't pull any punches. I feel like with their choreography, I don't know if you watched it. Um, it was, it was exactly they, what you would have expected it to be, <laughs> but it was, um, like like they didn't have to bleep stuff, did they? I think, I mean, it was the censored version, but yeah. they were like, they danced to the song. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I heard first it was time quite that song the was performed live. So not surprising since there've been no live performances this year, except for at the Super Bowl. but you know, whatever. Yeah. I uh, watched an interview about that song and people were saying that it was cool that it was performed live because they were empowering women take that mm-hmm. um <laughs> i mean i think that song is ridiculous so yeah i don't i don't know why that song is empowering to women more than any other uh <laughs> woman performing any other song but yeah you know i i am part of the problem because i'm a man <laughs> i'm just part of the patriarchy so what do i know it's true all right. Well, that was our recap of the Grammys. Thanks for <laughs> yeah, listening to us struggle through that. We definitely 
will be more well-equipped next year, maybe. Whatever. But People are learning with us in real time. That's part of our charm. That's true. That is our sweet spot, like I said. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let us know what you're f- like most notable. Like if you are really glad that Billy Strings won Best Bluegrass <laughs> Album of the Year, um, let us know your your thoughts on the Grammys this year. Yeah. All right. So every week, Jake and I do a go-to. So Jake, what's your go-to this week? Okay. So my go-to this week is something that I ordered two days ago and just showed up today. Okay. And I'm preemptively making it my go-to this week because I'm going to be putting it through its paces to see how it uh, it goes. Um, So I am starting to supplement ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. It's a root that... Mm -hmm has been ground up into a pill isn't it like a mushroom taking i think it's in that same family maybe Mm -hmm. well mushroom is a fungus this is a root like like a potato or like a potato is like ginger spud okay ginger similar to ginger i think i don't know anyway (laughs) it's supposed to help with uh supposed to help with anxiety and um it's also supposed to help with um testosterone support so the, the help with anxiety comes from reducing cortisol levels. Cortisol blocks testosterone mm-hmm. um, production. So um, I have this theory that I have low testosterone. And instead of going to the doc, last time I went to the doctor and asked him about it, he told me it's impossible because I have muscle, which is um, probably not- the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like there are a myriad of other symptoms. And also women can, like I've seen women with more muscle than me. So like, yeah. Just having that, like. Also, women can have doctor. low testosterone. Don't get me started and- on doctors because <laughs> I'll go off. But so anyway, I have this theory that I have low testosterone just based on the way that I feel. Like I have zero energy ever, you mm-hmm. know, like no matter what time of day, no matter how much sleep I get, despite having a good diet and being well hydrated, um, just no energy. I'm always super stressed out. And I feel like for as much as I work out, I should have more muscle mass than I do. So. Um, and there's some other symptoms that I, that I have that are not worth talking about, but anyway, (laughs) uh, supplementing with ashwagandha, I took one pill today and I, after about an hour actually did feel super Zen, Mm. which was nice. Like I was just kind of writing some emails and not feeling like my world was burning down. (laughs) So it it might be placebo, but even if it's placebo, it's probably beneficial for me. So, um, I'll let you know, but that's my thing. Cool. 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 What's yours? Uh, mine is a show called Younger that was recommended to me by Montana, one of our listeners. Um, yep. Has the greatest actress of our time, Hilary Duff, in it. Oh, yeah. And I was actually kind of hesitant to watch it because she has a very typical acting style that I'm not a huge fan of. She does. And it's the thumbs in the pocket, like... I'm quirky and blonde. Girl next door. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not really that great at acting. Um, but she actually, she's not the main character, which I think benefits her. She is a supporting character, but the concept of the show sucks. Um, mm. The concept is that a 40 year old has to get a job in publishing. And so she lies about her age and says she's 26 and um, everyone believes her, including her boyfriend who is 26 and Yikes. literally everybody. And I think she is beautiful. But when I look at her, there is absolutely no She's way. She's not 26. No way. Like you could say 29 
And that I would be like, like in real life. Yeah. I think she's like 40. She's 33. No, she is. No way. (laughs) Hillary Duff. Yeah. No, the main actress. Hillary Duff. She is not the main actress that I'm talking about. Oh, who is the main actress? (laughs) Uh, Sutton Foster. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there's absolutely no way this lady is 33 years old. And if she Uh, is, she needs to see a dermatologist because her skin. uh, She's 45. Yep. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. So she says the show is that she acts like a 26 year old. Everyone in her life that she's immersed in thinks that she's 26, which I think is just BS, but it's a cute show. And, um, they live in, uh, Brooklyn. So, you know, it's like fast paced, something nice, something light to watch while I'm biking again. But Mm. every time that she's like, yeah, I'm 26. And people are like, "Ugh, you're not mature enough. I'm like, guys, do you not see like her neck or like her hands or like anything about her face? Like, I'm not trying to like age age shaming her, but like, come on. Come on. Could yeah. we not have made the same show and said she was 33? That would have been way even more believable than 26. I definitely don't like, I don't like eye rolly shows like that. Yeah. Or hand, like, what do you call it? Hand waving? Yeah. Yeah. And that there's one character who's her boss and he's starting to catch on. And I don't know. I think that the whole thing. she's a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. What's the, her name? Something, some, something Sutton. Sutton Foster. Yeah. Uh, her boyfriend is like 26 and he had like no idea and they were like sleeping together and I'm like I just don't really buy it. she's supposed to have had a kid and like you know mom's rule and everything you know, but I don't know you, you, you she could fool me that she's 26 please you know you put put the right makeup in the right places she doesn't look 45 she does not look 45 but she does not look 26 I'm only 28 and I don't look 26. How old do you think Hillary Duff looks? Like 30 something. You saying 33, I'm not shocked. Yeah. I don't think she looks 26 either though. I, I feel like you could, you could, <laughs> you could fool me. <laughs> well, maybe that's why her boyfriend <laughs> bought it because <laughs> <laughs> men don't notice, I guess. But, but also, any- to be fair, if a woman tells you she's 26, you're not going to be like, no, you're, no, you're, no, you're not. not. But I would be like this. Mm, really? Do you I mean, wear as, a, as, a, as another woman, you might, she could tell she could say that she's a smoker or something. I'd be like, oh yeah, makes sense. 26 <laughs> year old leather skin woman. Fine. <laughs> she, I, she looks great. I, I don't, she, I don't believe she's 45. She does anyway, look sorry, great. Completely dear. I was just looking at pictures of this girl and Hillary Duff while you're saying all I just like I said the concept of the show is ridiculous like she got a fake ID to say she's 26 you know Mm. like you said hand hand wavy shows are kind of difficult for me to stomach so I have to just kind of like shut that part of my brain off and be like this would never this would never happen yeah but it's cute I recommend it if you didn't need something light to watch okay go for it's on Hulu good deal All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. And if you want to stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.